Cahill Summers and I'm Georgia Lamb, your Chagas Sustainability Advisors and you're welcome to the Chagas Environment Edge podcast number 33 bringing you the latest information, science and opinion to improve farm sustainability. With ever-increasing pressure on beef farmers, how can we produce a quality product as efficiently as possible to make beef farming more profitable while also making it more environmentally and socially sustainable? Program Manager of the Future Beef Programme, Martina Harrington from Chagask, joins us to discuss just that. Martina, you're very welcome to the show. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and your journey to Program Manager of the Future Beef? I can, Deirdre, and I suppose it's, it's when you're looking back, you realise how long you have actually been in Chagas. I suppose I started in Chagas in the early 2000s as a reps advisor in, in the Chagas office in, in Enniscorty. Um, I worked there for in the reps section for 10 to 12 years, and then I moved on to be a B&T dry stock advisor um, after Michael Fitzgerald. And uh, I love being an advisor in in the Enniscorthy office. It was great. I had a great client list, really progressive farmers, um, very varied workload. And but in, in 2018, uh, an opportunity to come up to interview as a beef specialist. And I went for the interview and I got it. And then as a part of that role now, I'm the new manager of the Future Beef Programme. Martina, can you tell us a bit about the Future Beef Programme? What's it, what's it all about or who's involved in it? I can, Cahill, yeah. The Future Beef Programme is Chags' new Suckler Beef Demonstration Farm Programme, which is, a, which is a, a long introduction to it. But it's basically a replacement of the previous Better Farm Programme, which Chagas ran in, in conjunction with the Irish Farmers Journal. And I suppose like all demonstration programmes, it's based on the principle of seeing is believing, like or as scientists call it, peer learning. So it's a demonstration farm programme with 22 farms, commercial family farms uh, placed right across the country and two non-commercial farms, which is the Newford Farm in Athenry and the Keypack Farm in, in Callstown and County Mead. Um, and I suppose the whole focus of the programme is to drive profitability and sustainability on Irish beef farms. Um, and we're sponsored or funded by 10 meat processors uh, like the previous Better Farm programme. Just on the, the 22 farmers across the country, are you in every end of the country, Midlands, Farside, all over the place or where are you fixed? No, uh, Cahill, I'm supported by two um, other advisors, Ashling Malai, who is covering 10 farms down in, in the southwest, and Gabriel Trayers, who covers farms up in the northwest. So the three of us work on the programme. Oh, yeah. And and the, I presume all those 22 farms, different soil types, different issues and different farms. And are, are they all similar type inter- enterprises or what are they kind of running on the farm? Yeah, so I suppose, Carl, when we were looking at the programme, we, we kind of based it on an operation transformation type style, you know, that what we wanted was that we would have 22 diverse farms across the country, but each of the farms would represent their own area. Like, so we went into an area and we asked the advisors, like, can we get a farm from this area that has, you know, similar soil type, size, similar soil type uh, um, size farm size and system so basically we were looking at if we were looking at these farms and if you were a farm in the northwest and we introduced the technology we say like low emission slurry spreading or protected ureas that a farmer down the road would be able to see that technology actually working on that farm so that was the whole idea of picking these farms but we also looked at the farmer and we wanted farmers that were very enthusiastic about suckler beef farming and um, that were really aware I suppose of environmental issues and there were 
really looking at uh, would be quite open to taking on new technologies on those farms, seeing how they worked, and then I suppose talking about how those technologies worked on those farms to their neighbours and to their friends and across nationally, like because we're we'll have um, national profiles for these farmers. So I suppose if you go back to talk about what what type of farms are there, like we're looking at farms ranging from 18 hectares up to a farm in the Midlands of 114 hectares. Um, in range, we have 18 cows up to 87 suckler cows, and we have systems where lads are going as far as weanlands, yearlands, and um, stores, finishing heifers, finishing uh, steers, under 16 month bull systems. Um, we have some farmers that are buying in dairy calves to increase their stocking rate. Um, we have mixed farms, so like where there's beef and sheep on the same farm, and we also have two organic uh, farms within the programme, so it's quite diverse. I see Angus Fahey um, measuring grass um, in Galway. So how are the farmers adapting to the new technologies? Um, are, are their advisors helping them, their specialists helping them? Yeah, so I suppose the way that it's formed is the, the 22 farmers and the, the two other farms form a group. So we'd have the advisors are con, con, the advisors are calling to do those farms once a month. So they're helping them, say, start on, on pasture base, looking at weighing animals, looking at um, diets, looking at grassland management. And then we have a meeting um, every two weeks, uh, started a couple of weeks ago on grassland management. So they have a good lot of support from their programme advisor and also from their local advisor. So if we're looking at Angus Fahey, um, Michal Kelly is his local advisor. So he's very involved with Ashling um, in, in supporting him on his farm. Brilliant. It's really good. I suppose the big thing... On, on beef farms in the last couple of years, Martina, is, is profit, profitability and sustainability. What, what is the feeling amongst farmers there at the moment? How are they feeling about the whole, the whole thing? Yeah, it's very, very difficult. And, and beef has always been a challenge in enterprise from a profitability point of view. And I suppose now that the dairy side of the house has pulled so far away from the beef side as regards profitability, you know, you can't help but look over the ditch and see what other lads are doing. But I suppose from our side of things, what we're saying to farmers is you really need to concentrate on your own farm and exactly what you're doing within your own farm to push on your own profitability. And that all goes back to looking at efficiencies. Like, so we be concentrating concentrating on like that every animal on every farm is performing like so if you go back to like our mantra is with the suckler farmers is that it's a calf per cow per year and a 365 day calving interval like you know so if that cow is not having a calf every year she's no business being on your farm as much as possible we're we're pushing calving at 24 months of age so that you don't have cows going around that aren't producing a calf until they're three years of age then once you have that calf on the ground that you know there's good milk in your cow to provide a good heavy weanling and then that weanling in itself has very very good genetics that it's able to to grow on in its own lifetime you know at over a kilo a day and then the farmer themselves then have to give them every help from a grassland management point of view from um a silage point of view from a health point of view from housing so all of that leads into having a more profitable farm if you don't have animals that are not performing on your farm and then i suppose the good side of this when we're talking all about sustainability and greenhouse gases and all the rest of it is the more productive that your animals on your farm are the less waste that you have so you have a lesser of a carbon footprint, you know, so all of these things, efficiencies on farm locally for farmers will drive down your your carbon footprint as long as you implement all of those efficiencies. So from that side of things, it's, it's good, like, you know. 
In terms of breeding and breeding efficiencies, um, not that many um, bee farmers nationally are using AI. You're probably encouraging this as part of the programme. Yeah, Deirdre, we are. I suppose it depends on what the farmers are doing. Like, you know, some of them would be very big into breeding and would have very, very good stock bulls, but would have spent a long time breeding up their cows and, and their bulls and would know exactly what they're buying onto farms. Other farmers, then you might be looking at maybe they're they're looking at AI on them. And maybe it's it's so as they don't have to have a second bull for their young stock, like, you know, so that they're able to go onto the catalogue, look at a really good bull with really low um, uh, calving difficulty for heifers, very high reliability, and they're able to use that bull on their, ca- on their heifers, and then they don't need a second bull on their farm. But 100% AI is brilliant. It's it's uh, access to really good genetics. Um, Genetics, but for sometimes for farms, because we're looking at a labour shortage on these farms, most dry stock farmers are now working off farm, you know, they don't have as much time. So we're looking this year at maybe synchronising um, some some cows and some heifers on farms that we can increase the use of AI. But it's, it's a work in progress. And uh, we spoke to Tommy Heffern in there last year. You, you might know him as Tommy DeVetter. He's he's very present social media, great guy. But he spoke a lot about having a health plan in place. And I know one of your pillars or one of your key objectives is looking at, at a comprehensive health plan with farmers. How's that going? Yeah, it's hugely important, Carl. Like, you know, if we have a sick animal, it's not going to perform to its optimum. And for a lot of farms and, and vets, you know, it's nearly fire brigade more so than sitting down and doing a plan at the beginning of the year. So we have sat down with all of the farmers and looked at what their current plan is. And if there's any deficiencies in that uh, plan, we've helped them to correct it along with their vets. Like, so I suppose one of the things that came up recently at a meeting was vaccination is not the be all and the end all. And maybe it's something that's been pushed without looking at all of the other factors on farm. So what we'd be looking at is going in onto the farm, seeing what your vaccination policy is, what the dosing policy is on farm, and then looking at the sheds, you know, so that's a huge other part uh, um, in beef farming. What is your shed? What are the ventilation like in it? What's the space allowance for your animals within that shed? Because in some of these farms, like your animals are spending six months of the year um, in a confined space. So that space needs to be adequate for the animal that's within it to make sure that it's performing at an optimum. And if you look at it, if you're looking at 0.1 of a kilo um, over um, a 120 day winter or even put it over a 200 day winter, that's 20 kilos. Like, you know, so all of these things feed into performance. And what we want from this program is, again, going back to it, that every animal is performing at its optimum throughout its lifetime. Are these farmers getting sort of an intensive advisory service and an intensive specialist contact? Yeah, so they'll have an advisor call into their farm once a month, like, you know, which would be 12 visits in the year. You're on the phone constantly with these farmers. So you'll be contacting them to see what are they doing this week, how their grass growth is going, have they measured their grass, you know, maybe some of the issues that came up at your farm visit, you'll be seeing how are they getting on with that. And you're always at the end of the phone for them. So I suppose in contrast to what would be a general advisory service where maybe an advisor would have 200 clients the advisors on this program have 10 clients you know so it's it's it is a very intensive system and you're also working with the local advisors um to those farms so it is quite intensive and i suppose you know when we're putting up these reports on these farmers um you know you have to kind of i suppose look at that to say well there is this intensive um um advisory service going in here but it's working on this farm so if if and technology is working on in 
think it's Fahy's or on Ken Gill's farm or Sam Pierce or or whoever that it might be across the country. If this technology is working on this that farm, it'll work on your farm if, in your own locality. And sometimes these things are a reminder. Like if we talk about, you know, somebody going into dose for lungworm because their animals are coughing, you know, it's a reminder to somebody else that they might need to do that. Or if farmers are, are vaccinating for, we'll say, a scour vaccine before uh, cows go to calve down you know there'll be a little bit of information on that and that'll prompt somebody else maybe to do it like so a lot of these things may be reminders more so than anything to other farmers but also a knowledge of what other farmers are doing on their own farm i was i'm from roscommon myself and i was actually watching a, another video that you'd put up martina um of um a farmer on on challenging enough terrain um putting out his slurry by less technology um, and encouraging the neighbours and that to do it as well, which I thought was was great. He was a bit of an influencer. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's it's. It, I suppose if you are looking at it, that's probably what we are looking for. These farmers to be within the program are influencers, like you know. And it goes back to this thing: seeing is believing. If I can see something happening in my own region, and I can talk to a farmer, or I can see a farmer putting up uh, to say that this is working on my farm, and I'm able to manage this. And it goes back to like you or I or Kyle can stand up at a chagas board, and we can give the science behind it, like you know, and that's very easy for us to do. But a farmer very easy turnaround it's all fine for you to say that you're not actually doing this on your farm but through a program like the future beef program all of these farmers are like you know other farmers they're commercial farmers you know they need to make money off of this business and they're adopting these technologies like and they're talking about how they're doing it maybe something might go wrong this year and they'll have to correct it next year so you'll be able to even i suppose learn by their mistakes but the whole idea is to see technologies working on commercial farms that you can adopt on your farm and talk to these farmers about how it's working I think you've nailed it there. That peer-to-peer learning is, is the big thing. We see that every day, but like it is a huge direct benefit for those 22 farmers to have advisors coming regularly, even say for likes now, beef farmers, uh, traditionally that, that grazing management wouldn't have been as intensified on it now with this support that you're given, they're getting much, much better at grazing management. And even in, in right now, for example, at the moment, the way grass is tricky at the minute. Um, but I suppose, come back to the demonstration, that's the 22 farms, but the the success of this program is getting that message out across the whole spectrum and i know you have regular updates coming out from each of the 22 farmers and you're hoping to build that towards maybe monthly potentially um can you tell me what what one of those updates contain maybe from one of the farmers I suppose, Carl, from our, from our own side of things, like the program has really got up and running since January, and we've done a huge amount of work within the program so far. Um, and again, knowledge transfer is key. So it's the whole idea of getting these messages from what the farmers are doing through this intensive advice out to the general population of farmers so that they can see what's happening. So I suppose we have the website there and all the 22 farms are on that website. And when we go out and we have a farm visit once a month, we'll do an update on to, we'll say what's happening from a breeding point of view, what's happening from a health point of view, what's happening from grassland management. Like, so we could be talking about, we'll say Olivia Hines in, in, in Roscommon and saying, you know, what's happening on her farm as regards, where's her growth rate, where's her demand what her days ahead are you know where her grass wage is and what she's going to do to correct whatever if there's something going wrong or if things are exactly where they need to be or she needs to put out um fertilizer or she needs to take out paddocks or whatever else. so we can talk through those the same thing from a health side of things so all of those what's happening on those farms or the advice that we're giving to those farms is put up then through the website and i suppose carl also will have 
um, you know, the Chagas dailies are going out there. So there'll be information on those. Today's farm is another Chagas publication that there's updates or, or profiles going out on these farms. There's some videos going out that, that uh, Deirdre referenced and there'll be stuff going out through social media. Um, and th these farms will also feature in Beef 2022 on the 5th of July in the, in the Suckler Beef Village. So they'll be there for, for farmers to talk to. I see Newford as well is concentrating a lot on biodiversity and yeah. putting in trees. Yeah. So from that perspective, what are, uh, you know, you know, adapting principles and that from Newford and from these demonstration farms um, and research centres, what technologies are these farmers taking on board from that point of view with, with biodiversity or planting trees or, or that yeah. on the farms? Yeah, so I suppose like when we talk about the, the future beef program and being uh, um, the next step to the Better Farm program, I suppose from the Better Farm program point of view, it was all about pushing output and profitability. And while the future beef program has a focus on output profitability, the sustainability side comes into it. And that will be the reducing the greenhouse gases. So that's like what we talked about before, low emission slurry spreading and um, protected urea, clover where where it's, it's, it's suitable. I suppose from a biodiversity side of things it'll be looking at you know your hedgerow management you know how should you trim your hedges when should you trim your hedges um if you're looking at maybe planting some level of trees um on the farm where you would plant them where's the most benefit beneficial side to plant them on if you're looking at some of these reap margins where do you plant those and i suppose from a water quality point of view and i suppose from your own program the asset program all of these farms have been visited by the ASAP program um, so they've gone out onto the farms they've, they've inspected the, the farmyards they've looked at the, the farm itself water courses drains and they have given these farmers advice on what they should be doing and what they should not be doing um, and some of these farmers have had to go and put in measures to reduce down their impact on, on water quality like you know so that'll be as the program develops and as we move along a lot of that information will also be coming out uh, through the program and and through the the website and social media yeah i'm going to actually give one of your farmers a special mention he's up on your monthly updates james skeen i think he's up in clare is he yeah he he actually has three monthly updates and deirdre we have to give a special start to this man because he's his three updates beef tw breeding 2022 he, he chats a bit about that in his updates grass management but the third one is water quality so and I was delighted to see that because he actually identified an issue on his farm where a drain got blocked and he identified that there was some sediment loss getting into the river causing an issue and he's going out there trying to fix that issue and he's pulling in some an advisor on drainage and an asset advisor there, there to help him out. So that's very, very positive coming from the, the water quality side of the house because we know it's a big issue going forward. So Absolutely. Um, and there was an and there was an update there on Sam Pierce's, Pierce's and it had a look at, you know, the maps that you're going out to farms with, like these pip maps that were shown whether he was in a, a, a nitrate issue or whether he's in a nitrogen. I, I can't think of the word of it now. Sensitive area, phosphorus sensitive area. It showed the overland flow on his on his farm where the the key areas might be that would cause a problem. You know, so all of those maps and they're available there for every every farmer to have a look at. Like you know, so when Sam had his um, Eamon Grace came and visited his farm, he found it really interesting. Like you know, and he was able to go out and have a look at what he needed to address. And again, the same thing, he addressed the issues that Eamon brought up and was very happy to do that. Like you know, so I think that's the big thing on these farms 
farms like a lot of lads are saying well what are farmers doing and they're doing a huge amount in the background it's just that it's not maybe publicized and for some of them it's a little bit about information if these farmers know exactly what they have to do you know there's nobody better than a beef farmer to go ahead and do that the future beef program is doing great work and i'm sure it'll go from strength to strength and delighted to see that the 22 beef farmers are so engaged really enjoyed the chat today thanks Mil, for the time thanks martina thanks carl thanks deirdre that's it for this episode of the Chagask Environment Edge podcast. Thanks to Martina Harrington from Chagask, Programme Manager of the Future Beef Programme, for joining us on the show. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to Chagask website at chagask.ie. I'm Carl Summers. And I'm Georgia Glenn. Join us next time for the Chagask Environment Edge podcast, signpost to farm sustainability.